Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode 242. Uh, it's the Game of the Year 2023 podcast. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. And also, Nukio has come to us because he is often on our Game of the Year podcast, and I want to hear what he's got to say about yes, it. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Also um, notable, no Scott this year. No Scott this year. I did ask if he beat 10 games, and he said... No, I did not with a crying laughing emoji. <laughs> and uh, so that's where that's where that stands. Um, I'm going to say, because he was the only person other than Matt I know that was so, so deeply invested in more Dead Space coming out, we'll say that Scott's game of the year was the Dead Space remake, which is brutal because the only other game I know for sure he played this year, the Resident Evil 4 remake, he also probably really liked. So... I- I bet he would have liked uh, Alan Wake. That's probably true, but I don't think he played Alan Wake 1 either. Well, well neither did you, but that's beside no. the point. You've remedies other products you have. You have played. Excuse me, I just took yes. a sip of sparkling cider, and now I'm burping. Uh, yeah, so as usual, we will go through our lists in reverse order, 10 to... One, that's how numbers work. Uh, and, you know, say what they were, say some thoughts about them. And if it was anybody else's on their list, well, they can chime in and say, this was my number, whatever. And we'll we'll do that. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, All right. Uh, my number 10 is uh, Poppy's Playtime. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, Street Fighter Six. Oh, uh, stop! I can't. I I won't say what it is for me because I don't want to spoil the. I don't want to spoil it, you know. But it's you, higher. What you're saying than is number you made your list. It did make my list. Yes. The good um, news is I... Street Fighter Six is also my number ten. Oh. oh. Uh, so well that that works out uh no i uh, street fighter 6 i think manny and i we talked about this on the last podcast where i do think objectively it is a way better game than street fighter 5 i'm just at a different point in my life where i'm just not as into fighting games oh yeah but, uh, but just i mean just at its core it is a really good fighting game and i would say as just a base game it might even be better than street fighter 4 when street fighter 4 came uh yeah this did not break my playstation shortly after <laughs> i got it so i'll say that yeah it, it just seemed like it, it's very balanced it just it, it's it's fun to play i i love the graphics i you know i i like the i don't even know how to describe you know just kind of but just in movement it just looks so good um i didn't touch any of the story uh, I know oh, you don't did. Don't worry, maybe. I did that for all of us. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's fine. Like, it's not very good, but it also is like better than having the world's worst cinematic story, like Five did. So, <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's a fun concept. Like, if you want to get super reductive, it's basically like Yakuza esque wackiness, like the wacky parts of Yakuza. Um, but you're in Metro City for some reason, and like it's it's okay. I mean, learning the moves and customizing your character is like fun enough. I don't think it lasts the whole like 15, 20 hour playtime. 
Um, but like, it's cool, you know, being able to get the stuff and customize it and then use that stuff in the battle hub to walk around if you want. Um, not why I ended up latching on to street fighter six personally, but I mean, I think it's a cool thing for them to try and then they could, if they wanted to do it again, learn valuable lessons from it. And like, I haven't gone half. Yeah. I, I haven't gone back because they added a lot more stuff with each DLC character. So like. I know there was much like harder difficulty stuff added when Aki came out and then like you can also get them as masters to learn their moves. So I haven't done any of that. So I don't know if it makes some of the late game stuff like better because like it just kind of ends and then you're like, well, why would I grind any of this other than to try to unlock the outfit number two for each character if I gave a shit about that. Um, So I only did it for Jamie, but. Yeah, I don't know. I Street Fighter Six is very good, and I will later on. I'll say more about it. But I do. I also like it. It is not my number ten, though. I'll say that. <laughs> I no. It was just kind of fun. It was. It was just kind of the one game we all kind of played, especially in the summer. I. 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 My burning passion to kind of play the game kind of fell off as the year went on. But I, I definitely had a lot of fun playing with you guys throughout the summer. And yes. fall, I would yeah. say. So, I no, think my, my biggest gripe about that game is like the battle pass. I don't know. It's particularly like the music that you can unlock because you can't, oh, you still can't like play that music during matches, right? Nah, that shit makes no sense. So, like, people were pissed off that there was a battle pass, but then when it was like mostly just garbage ass cosmetics for the avatars, I was like, that's whatever. But I agree with you. The music thing is the thing that bugged me because you can like play it in training mode, but you can't just like say, hey, shuffle this playlist of songs to be like in the battles because it's not like previous Street Fighters where like you and I might be spectating the same match, but seeing a different stage. You know what I mean? So like where the stage is doesn't matter. What the music is doesn't matter. So I don't know why like you have this whole music player that works in the single player mode and you can do stuff within training mode but not outside of that i to me that still seems like an oversight but they still have not fixed it so i don't really i don't really get that but yeah like you're unlocking all kinds of like older street fighter music and like things from final fight and like yeah, it'd be neat to be able to just have that shuffle and matches or like you know do certain things in matches but also, those battle passes take too long to earn all the way through. Like, you have to do some, like, hilarious amount of fights, like, in a two-week period in order to actually, like, max out, which I did twice, and I was like, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot play that many online matches. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with all these points so far. Uh, so, I guess, Manny, what is your uh, number 10? So, wait, that was yours too, Nukia? Yeah, that was also. Oh dang! My number ten, Matt, was Dave the Diver. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. I, sorry, bro. <laughs> I thought spoilers, about it. It's on my list. I, I figured it would be on Matt's list. Uh, I still, it is one of my favorite podcast moments of this year when I had played mm-hmm. Dave the Diver. And I came onto the podcast and I was talking about it. And the more I talked about it, the more I could tell I was selling Matt on how sick Dave the Diver was and he should play it. And Uh, I still feel that way. I mean, we did. We talked about it some last episode, too, because it was in some of the categories. But uh, 
it, Dave the Diver is one of the surprise game where it's like, I didn't know this game was coming out. I didn't know anything about it. And I saw like one video of someone saying, hey, it's leaving early access. People should check this out. And, you know, it's a weird diving game where you go fishing, but also manage a sushi restaurant. And then also there is a weird plot about some undersea civilization. That part is the least good of all the parts, but it's just a really compelling game. And it has a lot of charm. As Matt said, he loves Dave. Uh, Dave is great. Dave is great. Um, And again, I keep thinking about going back to it because it has that dredge free crossover DLC that adds a bunch of stuff. Um, And I did not like, unlock all the stuff because i was more focused on finishing the story part of it so like i didn't even unlock the like second sushi restaurant or whatever you get near the end there where you're like managing the sister location or whatever so see i don't even remember if i beat the game but i definitely unlocked that second location which that means that you played for more days than i did because i think that's based on how many days you were there or at least that's the sense i get i guess i don't really know because uh, I, I had also only seen like two of the like secret fish where the person like calls you and says like the secret fish is here and then you like go get a special fish so i don't know yeah i, I definitely played that game for almost 50 hours yeah so i mean you played for like 30 hours more than i did i think yeah I, I, I just i became obsessed with like the, the farm and kind of maxing that out and then like having because like then you could have like i don't even remember what that was called but then you could go to the one place where like you could store all the fish and i was going there and the hatchery yeah yeah yeah, i was matching all or maxing all that out like i just went to town and just had so much fun with just like managing the restaurant and then managing the second restaurant I, by the end, I was barely even, like, diving. I was, like, taking care of everything else. I was, like, became, like, the manager. <laughs> I told you, like, by the end, like, like, I had, like, all my staff maxed out to the point where I could just, like, literally when I'd open up the restaurant, I could just sit at the front. And I was just, like, imagining Dave's just, like, welcoming everybody in as everybody else was, like, working. Oh, just, yeah. It was great. I, Dave the Diver, great experience. Yes, I enjoyed Dave the Diver. Quite a bit, which I say is it's my number ten game. But I played. I as I said before the podcast, I beat like forty two games this year. So, you know, the top twenty five is pretty good. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. See, Um, okay, so that's my number ten, Matt. What is your number nine? I'm wondering if uh, this is on any of your guys' lists. Uh, NHL twenty (laughs) four. You know, it barely didn't make the cut. Uh, I don't. This is a game where it's my most played game this year. Uh, uh, like new game, at least uh, that I played this year. I just it it took a while for me to like tweak the settings to get it to a, a style that I really liked. But like the game does have a lot of customization where you can kind of manipulate things, and I definitely made it a little bit more arcadey. So I like I sped up the speed. Uh, but they added some new elements that I really liked. And one of them was this like momentum system where if you have the puck in the offensive zone and you have this pressure, it, it there's like all of a sudden you have like a timer and the more you're like firing pucks at the net, it's, it's like fatiguing the goalie. Uh, and as the goalie gets more fatigued, they're more likely to let in a goal. So, so this is, it's just a, another system that I, I just ended up really liking and latching onto. And as I was going back and playing older ones, 
Uh, some of the new systems, I did find myself kind of wishing the old ones had these newer systems. So I, I do think they've made some good improvements uh, f- over the last few years. And I don't know, this year was just a year where I just really got into NHL 24, really just all the NHL games. But And, and to be clear, I don't really play the online anymore. This is just me playing offline franchise modes. So mm-hmm. uh, no, NHL 24, I played it for, I think, like 50 plus hours. So yeah. Um, it was all. It was a lot of fun, uh, you know, managing my team and doing the franchise mode, and you know. So uh, yeah, uh, I don't have a lot to say. It's a, a hockey video game that I played a lot of. So okay, hell yeah, Nukio, yeah. what do you got for your uh, your number nine? All right, so I took a bit of liberty on this one because this oh, technically boy. came out like a long ass time ago, but oh. it came out on the Switch oh. this year. Oh yeah, okay, and that is Sweeka Game. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking, last night I was talking to Mackenzie and I was like, yeah, Nukio said he had to take a couple liberties with things. And I was trying to list off all the games I had known you had played. And I said, I guess he could say sweet game. <laughs> and fucking time. Yeah. I don't know. That game's addicting. It's, yeah, man. So it's... Matt, for those of us who don't know, you probably, Suica yeah. is the Japanese word for watermelon. Um, okay. and it is a puzzle matching <laughs> game where you drop fruits into a Tetris like board. Uh, and then when the fruits that are the same touch each other, they morph into a better fruit and Maybe. you want to try to combine them into the watermelon. This is, you know, like Dave, the diver, how you're selling me on a game. Like, you're, yeah, you're, like you're doing the opposite with this game. No, I know <laughs> you wouldn't like this game. I'm just telling you about what it is. I fucking Suica game rules. It's also yeah. like basically free on the Switch. I also, I don't know if you saw this new game recently, it seems like they might be bringing it to the PlayStation. Oh, wow. Because there's like, if you look like on like Steam and stuff, there's a bunch of like knockoffs that are like basically the same thing, but not from the original company. Right. Um, but they did just file a thing for the PlayStation. So who knows? So what you're saying is uh, potential platinum. Or at least some trophies. Oh, absolutely not. I can't make a watermelon. I'm so <laughs> I bad. I, I can't fucking make a watermelon, dude. Have you made one, Nukia? I made a watermelon like two times. Oh, um, see, I can't. And then around Halloween, there was a one bigger than a watermelon, which was like the pumpkin. What the fuck? Oh, how, you supposed, how you supposed to make that? <laughs> I can't make that. You can also play it in a web browser, which is where I played a lot at work. I guess I shouldn't admit that it recorded live on a podcast, but I did. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Suica game. Hell yeah, I'll take it. Hey, I mean, I feel like it got really popular this year. Like people didn't know about it until it did. Yeah, so, yeah. That's tight. Suica game number nine. Uh, my number nine is Pikmin Four. Um, it is the best Pikmin game, and I really don't know how they will make one that is better than this now. Uh. This game has an illegal amount of content for Pikmin. Uh, I beat the game last week, like the main part where you like rescue Captain Olimar, and it was the least climactic ending I've ever seen in a video game, maybe. Like they just like rescue Olimar and say, all right, time to leave. You're like, okay, bye. Uh, And then you're like about to like enter warp space to go back to their home planet. And you wanted the dog that you're with, Ochi, gets really sick. And it's because he still has like a leaf disease that had been 
ravaging the people on the planet that you were trying to save it like makes them get like super into being really efficient and also they have a bunch of leaves on them but the dog their tails turned into leaves and so you're like we have to go back to the planet and find the veterinarian that is stranded there which like you guys are the rescue corps you're supposed to rescue all the people and you were gonna leave half these people stranded on this fucking planet worst rescue corps ever but you go back you go through basically like a second set of stages say doubles the amount of content you find the veterinarian you fight the final boss which is like this insane fucking giant dog they need to take samples from it because it for some reason is does not have the leaf disease so they can make the cure it's wild this dog is crazy looking and it fucking goes through all the elements like fire and electricity and there's a cool boss fight uh and so you go through that and then the game is like whoa hold up there man there's a third ending you can get if you rescue all the people and I said, hang on a minute. I got to play a different video game for a little bit. But there's a third ending I could get. You can also go through the entirety of Captain Olimar's journey while he's stranded. So there's like there's a ton to this game. And unlocking the people, rescuing them gives you quests so that you can get more treasures that, you know, advance stuff for you and your Pikmin. Overall, it's just a cool game. I mean, it takes, like I, I said, because uh, I had my best surprise was I wasn't really expecting it to like be awesome because it's one of those things where I didn't really know how they could make Pikmin like advance what Pikmin had been. And I think it takes the best parts of all three games and kind of crams them together into this fourth one. So I don't really know where they go from here, but I am glad that this seems like the culmination of all Pikmin stuff. I liked it quite a bit. So that is my number nine. Okay, um, my number eight is Diablo Four. Mm. Uh, I know you were you were disappointed by this game. I know Manny. Yes, sir. Uh, but uh, I, you and I played video games differently. Like you were, like you care about what the end game is going to be about. I just had fun playing through the campaign itself, uh, and that's just kind of what I, I just kind of played the game and just enjoyed playing as uh, you know playing through that. That campaign, which the campaign took me 40-plus hours to play through, so it had a, a ton of content. So um, a lot of the side side stuff, um, it wasn't that compelling. I guess most of the story really wasn't that compelling, but I, I'm not there really for the story. I was just kind of there to kill things and hit buttons and just, I don't know, just turn my brain off, listen to a podcast or just do whatever. And it, it, it was the perfect game to, to do that really. Um, I, I know Diablo for specific people, it's supposed to be a game that you're supposed to spend hundreds of hours grinding, getting the best gear. That's not what I'm looking for in video games. I'm just kind of looking for a fun single player campaign. And that's exactly what I got from Diablo four. Just something I could like, like I said, just sit back, turn my brain off, listen to a podcast, and just kill things and pick up loot. And I was constantly switching out new loot. And you're right, you get way too much loot, and a lot of it is useless. But you know what? I was able to sell it and then just like keep upgrading my my current loot. So it, for what it is, I I had a lot of fun with Diablo Four. Nice, nice, nice. Did you play Diablo at all, New Cube? No, I didn't end up getting it. Yeah, it doesn't quite seem like the game 
you would enjoy? I mean, I played three, and yeah, I don't know. Unless I was going to like play it with other people, I, I just don't think I would enjoy playing it by myself. Um, Justin definitely played it more than all of us, and he, yeah. I think, got to the part of the game that I wanted to get to. Mm. So, like the end game stuff that right people were upset about, but then they made better, but then they might have made it bad again. I don't know, man. Blizzard's a weird developer, but yeah, I was just like, I can't, keep, I can't keep going to do this. But I know I'm pretty sure Justin actually really liked it because we had talked a couple times in game. So, yeah, yeah, I, that that was one of your best uh, multiplayer game experiences this year. <laughs> Talk, talking to Justin yeah, and Diablo. Chatting to Justin, <laughs> that, that constitutes my multiplayer Diablo play right there. Yes. <laughs> there was like an icon on the screen. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, whoa, someone messaged me? <laughs> it was Justin. Uh, okay, that was number eight, right? That was my eight. Uh, Nukia, what is your number eight? All right, my number eight. Took a little liberty on this one, too. Mm. So I didn't technically buy the full game yet. But it's like there's a free version of it that I've been playing, and that is uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. You've been playing the free version, <laughs> yeah, bro. What? Because I mean, you could like play online and stuff. Yeah, I know. Does it have yeah. the character you want to play? Uh, not Narmaya. No, not yet. She hasn't. They've been like rotating characters, except they've been like keeping Grand in the whole time. So I've kind of just been, like, messing with whatever is available, plus grand. Okay. Yeah, weirdly, a bunch of people on my Twitter were like, I got the free version on the Switch. And I was like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wondered if you had given that a shot. I think that's an interesting way to try to get people in, you know? Yeah. It's It sounds a lot like, um, what's that Xbox game? Chaos, Killer Instinct, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and they can also then get people who like just played Grand Blue the mobile game to like at least give it a shot before putting down the money on it or whatever. So. Right. I still think that Grand Blue is the most. Uh, how do I put it? The prettiest game, like fighting game, like period. Uh. Even even. Uh, yeah. At least by Arxa standards. Like I, th- I was I gonna say looks... that might be just true in general. I don't know. I I personally like the aesthetic of Guilty Gear more, but I I see. Mm. I know what you mean. I think Grand yeah. Blue like is more like artistic. You know, like right. the the art really matters in it. Which also the art looks really fucking good in Grand Blue Fantasy, so that helps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, to, is it just the online and the... no? So like, they, yeah, they have their normal like versus training and all that, but mm-hmm. you can do like. Not really chapter, I guess like section one of their story, and there's like three different sections. Okay. So they let you go through the first third of it, and then they you can play Grand Grand Brews. I was gonna say, can you play the Fall Guys clone? <laughs> yeah, you can play the Fall Guys clone. Nice, that's, nice. That's whatever. That's fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing to have in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I I don't know. Those games are so weird because I guess maybe the people that I follow on Twitter are way more about Street Fighter, but like, I always feel like games like that, just like right when they come out, everyone's talking about them and then they just don't anymore. But I also don't necessarily like follow Grand Blue players. I guess Diophone. Diophone. That's really it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's cool. I apparently Siegfried, the character that I wished was in the original game, is in it now, and he's broken. Well, yep. not broken. He's like very good, at least. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool for me if I ever cared. Yeah. And boy, Mike Ross plays Vazaraga, and I, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I was not an overly huge fan, but I mean, he makes sense the way he plays as a big hulking giant man. So that's cool. Do you think you're gonna? You said. I asked you about this recently. You said you think you're going to buy it soon. Uh, I'm definitely going to buy it like before the 14th. Um, because the battle pass that comes out is going to have, you know, Narmaya's other like costume where she has like the hood over her. Yes. Yeah. They're going to have that in that battle pass. when Lucy Oh, they're like actually going to do real fucking costumes yeah. this time. Yeah. What? Is he, I said this in the first one. I don't, it prints money. <laughs> you get the grand blue sickos with it yeah like fucking dude siegfried with his helmet that's almost enough to get me to buy the fucking game it's there it is there. oh don't say that i can't buy it i won't play <laughs> and it uh, gran and cheetah already have their like eternal skins god that's damn cool. that is cool but yeah, I mean, there's like already like 40 hundred versions. It's like, oh, Christmas Battle Pass. There's fucking Christmas versions of every character in the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, just you, you capitalize on that shit, man. Go ham. Uh, that's cool. I'm glad you like it. Uh, I forgot to ask my brother if he bought it. I don't think he did. Oh, yeah. But that's neat. Uh... That was your number eight. My number eight is Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, um, shit. It's it's a fucking rhythm beat-em-up game, and that is uh, right in my wheelhouse. That's, that uh, is actually my number seven. So, oh, yeah. is it really? Okay. Yeah. I love this game, dude, and I thought, about, so I thought about buying it again on Steam, <laughs> actually, just the other day because it's on sale for the Steam sale. Um yeah i don't know like i i like those kinds of character action games well enough but then i am a rhythm game sicko so you add in like rhythm elements and more like musically inclined elements and i am i am on board but yeah i just like a lot about this game i think was very well designed and like also surprising because like i mean it was tango gameworks shinji mikami's studio they had only made horror games prior to this and then this was like shadow dropped at a microsoft event and it's like whoa it's like this really awesome looking cell shaded game that's also nothing like anything we've ever made before uh, i think that chai is a, a cool character is ironic because when it came out i was still using my ipod and he got an ipod <laughs> inside his body and i think like just design wise i think the rhythm element makes it uh fun enough to like try to do it on the beat but it doesn't necessarily matter if you're doing it on the beat you just do a little bit more damage in most cases i guess for like parrying and stuff later on it does start to matter a little more but like you can you can turn that stuff off and the accessibility and things like that and they give you a lot of tools to deal with that like on-screen indicators of when to when the beat is happening and things like that uh yeah and the the boss fights were all varied and cool i think the musical set pieces and choices were very good their custom music that they made was very good the way everything pulses in the world to the beat to help you stay on beat also i think is very neat for like a for like a 10 15 hour 
game that then unlocks at the end like a devil may cry style uh battle tower thing yeah bloody palace uh and then like now there's like an arcade mode and several like other different modes to unlock costumes and stuff i think i think it's a cool game i the director has been out there talking like it may have done well enough for them to potentially think about making a sequel in the future so i would like to see that but yeah i liked it i liked it a lot Awesome. Um, all right. So back to my number seven, which is uh, Steam World Build. Um, yeah, this you is a game. A lot. Yeah, this is a game. I I kind of struggled where to put this on my list, just because I didn't really want like recency bias to play too much of a factor. Uh, but this was a game that I I don't know why it just clicked with me in a way that I just became obsessed with it and I couldn't stop playing it. Like like I told you on the last podcast, Manny, I, I sat down, started playing it, and the next thing I knew, I'd been playing it for like five, six hours. I, I missed dinner, and I was like, shit, I got to eat. It just became this like just really fun city builder that I just it, – it, it was just – it kind of just – Gave me those um, Steamroll Dig vibes, which Steamroll Dig 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. So uh, I wouldn't say this is nearly as good as that. But I mean, for what it is, and it's just this really fun city builder, which I haven't played a city builder in forever. So I think that might also be a factor of just something. It's like, oh, I haven't played something like this in a very long time. So um, I, I don't know. Steamroll Build, just uh, it's, it's simple in design. I mean, you just... You want to keep upgrading your city so then you can get new buildings so then you can kind of just keep upgrading and keep upgrading until you finally beat the game but like for what it was it just kind of like it worked for me i haven't gone back and tried any of the other maps i only really played on the one map but the one map i played it for 12 i think 12 13 hours which was a more than enough uh experience for what i'm looking for so eventually i'll go back but no i mean for for what steamroll build is it's on game pass i had a great time with it nice Nice. i want them to make more steam world games of all types or let people make steam world games of all types that's what i want is there a is there something that you would really like to see no i don't hard game they've done tower defense they've done this obviously I guess like the the heist and quests are like the two types of games that I would have most liked to see, you know, like some kind of like turn-based strategy thing, which both of those fit different niches of that. I think those were, I didn't play heist, but I, I would guess that I would really like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's one of those things where it's like, I think it's cool when there's games made in that world and I don't necessarily need all the games to be for me. So I, just hope they keep making them. I don't know. Whatever. A racing game? Sure, let's go. I was going to say, what about a kart racer? That would be sick, actually. I don't know. Because but... <laughs> I well, feel cause... like that's that the aesthetic would work for like a kart racer. Yeah, and it's weird because they also made that other game that was not in the Steam World thing about the sludge or whatever. What the fuck was that? Yeah, called? and that... Uh, that that candidate just came out and it was just like very middling. I, that yeah. came out last year, I believe. Yeah, so like I would rather they just kept making different types of games in the Steam World aesthetic. Uh, so I don't know. Very cool. Yeah, Steam World build, and it, it wasn't even the the normal producer or the normal publisher. It was you know 
some other Swedish company that I've never, the station. That's not a great name for a developer, but the station. Yeah. Uh, So Nukio, what was your number seven? Uh, My number seven was Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, that's right. Nice. Uh, Manny. Uh, I feel bad because now I feel like I'm just going to eat the rest of Nukio's list in a row, probably. (laughs) Uh, My number seven was Sea of Stars. Did you have that on your list? Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna say what place I have it. On okay, the list. so that's that's fine. I appreciate that. Uh, Sea of Stars is so sick, dude. I like. I I did not play the Messenger, the game that this studio made prior to that Sabotage Studios, um, which everybody seemed to love, and I would probably like it if I played it. Is a neat Metroidvania with a cool twist on it. Uh, when they said we're making a turn-based RPG in the style of older SNES RPGs like Chrono Trigger, obviously I was on board and I gave them money and I backed it on Kickstarter right away. And I didn't really think about it like coming out uh, until it was about out because I they had like put out the demo several times. I never really played the demo, but I saw buzz about it and things like that. Um, and then I got it and it like it it, i think i said this at one point but it it is basically like the first time one of these kickstarter games that is like trying to be in the style of something else has not just felt like a weird soulless shell to me where like it feels like it just is its own thing and stands on its own but it also accomplishes what they said they were going for like it is that feel like it feels like a game that could have come out in the late Super Nintendo early PS1 era of RPGs it has that style of music like you know obviously because Yasunori Mitsuda was the guest composer that they got for one of the stretch goals but like even outside of Mitsuda's music in it like I think it all has that same style of like JRPG SNES era music um, and it has like the same type of stuff that I always like I used to like from those games right like a uh, weird cast of characters. Do you got uh, someone who controls fire, someone who controls ice, a guy who's made of living glass, a magical alchemist, and a fucking robot assassin ninja? Yeah, you got whatever you want. You got him in there. Uh, and so, like, they're they're cool and they're unique. It has the mario rpg paper mario-esque style of turn-based combat where timing things correctly uh, does more damage uh or you'll take less damage if you do it on defense uh it has like dual techs and things like chrono trigger had basically just takes the best of like all worlds of things i love from that time but then also does its own thing and has a cool unique world because of what was established in the messenger Um, And it makes you want to do all the side quests. Like, I think the secret bosses are cool. It is one of the only games where I feel like having a true ending separate from a normal ending didn't piss me off. And I actually felt like it was worth it to get that true ending. Um, Normally, uh, to me, those just feel like weird and arbitrary. It's like, oh, well. I don't know why I have to do all this extra stuff, but in this, like I was already going to do it anyways. And it just felt natural to keep going. Some, some of it is a pain in the ass. Like if you want to find all the chests and stuff, like outside of the conch shells, I think some of that stuff kind of yeah is not great game design to hide that behind. And they could have found a better way, but in the end, I, I think it works. Uh, 
the thing I will say is this is one of the games that I have on my list that like I really liked, but it seems in general like more people than ever should have played this game, played this game because it's on Game Pass and it is on the like higher tiers of PlayStation Plus. So like more people than would ever normally try this played it. And I the amount of negativity I saw about this game is like fucking truly astounding to me. I I did not feel those things. Like people said the combat wasn't deep enough. They hated the lock mechanic, which I actually thought was pretty good in terms yeah, of like what? scaling difficulty for later encounters and stuff. So I don't know. I I thought this game was sick and I remember beating it. And as soon as I got the true ending, I texted you and I said, you got to play the shit. <laughs> you got to play the shit. And you eventually did. So I'm yeah. glad. Uh, yeah, it rules. There's going to be DLC for it because uh, that was one of the stretch goals. And I will love that DLC when it comes out. Probably. I would love to play more of this game. So That's my, uh, my number seven. Sea of stars. Nice. All right. Uh, my number six, keeping this uh, JRPG train going, is uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy 16. Oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Is this on any of your guys' lists? This is on my list. It is not on mine. Wow. Is it the story that took it off? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's the story and a lot of the design stuff. I... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be negative in the game of the year podcast. I like you. I really like the combat, though. I will. Say yeah, it, it, yeah. It. I think the fact that I finished a Final Fantasy game in general speaks volumes to just how much fun the combat was. And I mean, aesthetically, it, the game looked great. It did have some really cool moments. I had some very interesting. That that naked mom scene, I was just like, "What the fuck? Is <laughs> Why is she naked? It doesn't make any sense." Whatever, we've discussed that a lot on this podcast, <laughs> and also the very very ending. Uh, but hey, it's got some great characters. Clive and Sid are both fantastic. Characters. Oh, they're so good. I, I Clive's story arc and just everything he goes through, like it, it's very emotional. It, um, I don't know that. For what the game is, I just I never got bored of the combat when I was just playing as Clive. Uh, some of like the bigger fights, I, I I don't know, like I I lose interest in whenever you become one of the summons or whatever they're called. Damn. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard <laughs> say about this game. I, I but mechanically, it's not interesting to play as that. I mean, it, it kind of looks cool, but I don't know. I I thought it was just more fun. You could do a lot more playing as Clive than you could as like. Yeah, that's Listen, fair. we know who doesn't like anime on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just from this, from so I was this, gonna say the one, fight, the one fight I was gonna bring up was the one versus Bahamut. <laughs> that is just straight up Gundam. And I, uh, I so my favorite one was Titan because okay, like yeah. this the fucking spectacle of that fight is buck ass wild. <laughs> just like all the shit flying everywhere, running up his arm. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, square the money. And I, it's so sick. Is there is the any of the DLC stuff you've done like that, Nukia? Like, is is it that level of spectacle or not really? Uh, no, no, you don't you don't play as Ifrit in the DLC, at least not the first part. All right. 
That's uh, yeah. I don't even know like what like the fights you guys are talking about. Like I don't even know what ones you're talking. about. <laughs> Titan? Like, I don't. Know. I, don't Muhammad? Know. I I I don't know. Naked mom. <laughs> I mean that's that a, is one of the that is, that is that is that is one of the most memorable moments. I will say that. Not for positive reasons. Uh, <laughs> tell me a story of the Final Fantasy. That one also not great. But no, yeah, like I, I like the spectacle of those larger fights, but I get what you mean. You do have less like agency as a player and like how you're right. approaching it. I get you. It, it, that, that's when the game goes full anime and then like it's just like, yeah, it's losing me. That's when I was <laughs> like, whoa, this is, this is the best part of the game right here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. So no, Final Fantasy. I, I really enjoyed the combat, and you know, as I said, I I like parts of the story. I like some, the characters. They're but God, they set up some great stuff, and then they're just like, hey, this is a Final Fantasy game. So if the world's not ending, then I don't like the world has to be ending. So. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, they really yeah. fumbled the bag on Jill also, but that's just like I. I have given up on Square Modern Square writing a female character that actually is like fully developed. <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought she was all right. Why? Well, then in the end, she doesn't fucking do anything. Half the battle, okay. she's just standing yeah, that's, there. That's, that's fair. Why is she just standing there? <laughs> fucking also, like, like I, Dion is right there. Like he's already going. Everybody together. Come going. on, man. I always find it very strange that I, I feel like Clive has so much detail in his character. And then Jill just looks so generic. Yeah, but she's got the cool hair. She has the cool hair, but she just looks <laughs> like the most generic anime girl I've ever seen. And I don't know. I, I you can't really pick her out out of, like for me, like I can't pick her out outside of like other, you know, animes. Oh, I, I absolutely could, but that's no. I don't know. Yeah. I also they did Dion Dirty. I don't know. Yeah. But I am used to being done dirty by characters I think are cool in Final <laughs> Fantasy games. Ravis! Oh, Final Fantasy 15. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. That, ga- I, that game is a wild experience in my brain. It's like a, such a mishmash of emotion and feeling that I don't even know how to properly disentangle it. Yeah. I just thought it was really fun. And that game is actually that's actually my number three game. Number three? Okay, nice. Wow. Yeah. I, I knew yeah. you I knew you had really liked it. Did you like go through on a do a new game plus or anything? I, I did. did the DLC. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Sick. I did all that before I did the DLC. Nice. Does that like See, add more abilities or anything? Uh no. You just kinda you can get the ultimate weapon and Obviously, the level cap is increased. And I don't really remember what else was different about it. I just kind of ran through it. Didn't sense. they, like, add more enemies? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like uh, th- that's one of those weird things where I feel like a lot of New Game Plus things always claim, like, we added a new enemy, and then it's, like, one of the other enemies but green. I think that they at least like have it have different attacks. Yeah, like attack different patterns. attack patterns. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that it would be cool in a new game plus for a game like that. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Not for me, but that's cool. God, I playing through that game again. I couldn't. 
I don't think. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> well, it was, it, it's like long. long. Like it's like a yeah. long game. It's like one of those things where people are like, "I'm playing through Baldur's Gate again." It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No one has time for that. Literally, it's impossible. Uh, that's cool. So, was what was that? Your number seven, six? My number six. So, okay. Nikio, what is your number six? My number six is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Okay. I'm you guys, this one almost made my list. It was so close, I had to get it. <laughs> I almost cried when I did. I don't know. I just... It's just more Star Wars Jedi, and I like it. The story was really good. It was The game was really fun. So good. Was this on your uh, list? Spoilers, this is my number five, so I was going to be talking about this game next anyway. Nice. Uh, no, I, I agree with Nukio. This game, like, I really liked the story. I liked where they went with Cal's character. I, they they developed him more. Um, this is another, another one like Final Fantasy where I just really, like, the first one, Cal just seemed kind of whatever. He seemed like a very just generic character where this one, they really just developed him more, and it just made it more interesting where... It, he you can just kind of tell that he's fighting these inner demons of like not knowing what to do as a jedi should he like continue to follow the code or can he with everything kind of going on in the world things are just different like can he just kind of branch off and do his own thing uh and you kind of just see him just kind of like letting go of some of his like the the jedi part of his history and uh, that aspect of the story worked the combat was continued to be fun uh, I mean, it is still, you know, that Souls-like, like an easy Souls-like game, uh, which is fine for what I'm looking for. Um, and uh, I really liked the combat. I don't know which one you chose, Nukio, but I really liked the one where it was like lightsaber and gun. Like that was one of my, my and that, that, and then I was switching between that and just like the dual lightsabers where I was just holding two. Um, I really kind of just used the main one and then, like, cross guard when I got that. Yes. I did use, like, the lightsaber and the pistol for a bit, but then I just, I don't know, I just swapped back. Now, which one's the cross guard? The big boy. Oh, see, like that, I was just like, this is gross. Oh, <laughs> so fucking good. That's why I, the, I used the normal one in the cross guard also. Yeah. I, I like never that. touched the dual blade really. Yeah, nah. This then, I, yeah. I felt the same in the last game where it was like, listen, the dual blades should not have a weakness in that they do less damage. That's stupid. But I know that you have to have it different for gameplay reasons, so that's why I never pick those ever. Yeah, but they're faster. Yeah, but I don't fucking need it to be faster. <laughs> I, I, the regular lightsaber is fast enough. That's why it was my slow boy is the cross guard, and then my regular boy is the is the normal one. No, I always like I always go with like whatever is going to be the fastest, and it's usually like whatever the dual wielding weapons yeah. are, so like smaller weapons. That's that's just that when I play games like this. That's always what I end up choosing. Yeah, are they actually shorter in this game? I, think, I don't think they are. But I they know that's be. why I always was like. <laughs> I again, I, I get I, it. I get it. Game design reasons, but like, make them shorter at least. Like, give me something. To, yeah, but know. like, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna just run in and just like fight anyway. So I don't care if it's short. And if I if I care about range, I'll just like shoot them. I'll switch over and like shoot them with the gun. So I just feel like a gun is so. 
not Star Wars. That's, well, no, not everybody <laughs> uses guns in Star Wars. I just like not know, Jedi. Yeah, like I don't know. I I get why it's cool and like yeah, you're like we're having a sword fight. Oop, shotcha. Like yeah. <laughs> that is sick. It's just yeah, I don't know. That's not my my style. But that I thought that was wild that that even was one. I was like, oh shit. Uh, well, I think it, it kind of goes along with what I was saying, where he, you can tell he's kind of like asking himself if he can if you know what it what does it mean to be a jedi like in this point in time so like i i traditionally no he shouldn't have that gun but like things are different now so yeah also also the game had tremendous moments i mean like yeah last time like that reveal of there were multiple reveals but the the big reveals like towards the end was just like jaw-dropping I was not ready for it. So. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious that the guy was going to turn on you, but then, like, the, oh my god, it was just like, what you guys did? What? <laughs> that was that was one of those things where it was like, yeah, they telegraphed that betrayal from so far away. Yeah. So when it came, I was like, oh yeah, let's get this fucking scene over with. We all knew uh-huh. it was going to happen, and then when he's like, I was, I'm also a Jedi, I was like, shut yeah. the fuck <laughs> up, that's crazy. <laughs> That the, you guys pulled the old bait and switch on me here. I wasn't ready for that. I, no way I could be prepared for that. Uh, so yeah, like that was sick. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of that game is sick. If fighting Dagon Gera is sick. I don't know. Oh man, when he's just like, "Yo, I'm putting you on the ceiling. Let's go." <laughs> I, I love that moment. Yes, I think right. that this game is very good and a lot better yeah. than the first one, personally. So, uh, I think so they just, like, Manny, what is lessons. your number six? My number six is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. As someone okay. who really likes Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future, uh, Team Reptile, the makers of Lethal League, took their funky music and made a Jet Set Radio game. Um it is a great game. I played it on Steam. I bought a physical PS5 copy, which I am thinking about opening and playing through it again on PlayStation now. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's one of those things where it's like no one had made, tried to make a game like Jet Set Radio, and it had been gone for so long. So when they put out their trailer for this, I was super excited. And it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know, is it going to play right? Is it going to have the music right? And it, it does both of those things well. Uh, it uses the like lower poly cell shaded graphics to make it look like just about what Jet Set Radio Future looked like on the original Xbox. Um, but then it takes like modern movement physics and stuff and I think makes the gameplay more fun. I think some people disagree with that, but just because the way the combo system works in a way that makes sense, I think automatically makes it control better than Jet Set uh, Radio Future, where sometimes the combo system didn't really make sense. And the combat in the Jet Set Radio games is fucking god-awful. It is not that good in this, but once you figure out the way to sort of get around the combat, it no longer matters at all. So I think they do a good job of, like, again, in the same way that Steve Stars did paying homage to the thing that you want to pay homage to, but also being your own thing. Um, and it's really funny that then Sega was like, surprise, we're making Jet Set Radio again. Um, so now they can both coexist and be their own thing. And that's super sweet. 
I also listen to the soundtrack a lot on Spotify. So that's what I got. Okay. Uh, so my number five was uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Wait, that was my number six. Your... Oh, I right. was last. Yeah, that... I'm dumb. I know. Yeah, the yep. order. Yep. So <laughs> that, now it's back to me. And then I my five is Survivor. So Nukio, what is your number five? My number five is The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it'd be higher? Uh, I guess I don't know. I mean, I know the other most of the other games you played, so I guess, yeah, probably a little bit higher. I guess oh. this makes the most sense, though. Like, was it sick, though? Did you love it? Was it? I, I liked it. I mean, I, I will always love the Legend of Heroes games. Like, I'm so invested at this point that I just, I gotta keep going. And, like, the story is, like, it's good. It's just, I don't know. Combat's mostly the same with added stuff. Always love the music. And yeah, the, the thing that always keeps me into this is, like, the world and the characters. And mm-hmm. I just, I gotta keep going. And I love but it. This time there was a gotcha mechanic. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> it was a gotcha mechanic. It uh, was that? didn't really add much. I mean, okay. kinda. There's a lot of like material. Uh, wow, I was about to call it materia. What are they called again? Oh God, what are they called? Whatever farming, and you can get a lot of crazy stuff and just make yourself overpowered again. Master courts. Courts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, courts. All right. And yeah, there's a lot of like extra mini games and post game stuff that they added, and I don't know, it's very cool. Is this the end of nope that arc? Nope. What do you mean no? Okay, so <laughs> so right, right, so like you know you know Kuro no Kiseki, right? The yeah yeah. So they got those two that have to come out, but then they just announced one that kind of like combines those guys with everything else no they fucking did not <laughs> they did. i swear stop they did. it <laughs> i know that's the whole purpose of the franchise but like i wanted there to be a clean break where i could someday in a world where i had infinite time play cold steel 4 in this game and then be done but now you're telling me i gotta play three four others <laughs> holy fuck well that's cool i'm glad that they are still going yeah, I mean, people love it. Maybe I can pretend like this is the end of the arc. Will I be satisfied? Listen, no, because I'm not going to be satisfied. <laughs> I'm not going to be satisfied until I watch you play. Oh no! The end of it. Oh no! None of us will ever be satisfied. <laughs> That's really funny because, like, I. You got me into this franchise, and I really like the first one, like the second one less, and then like the third one slightly less than that. And so it was like, oh, I don't know. And I, then I got my friend Rob into it, and now he also is caught up and is like, you both are like, you gotta play Cold Steel 4. <laughs> and I was like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, I own Cold Steel 4. I do not own Reverie yet. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll check out maybe twenty twenty four is the year for Cold Steel four. Listen, we're not getting any younger, okay? You have to see this through. I we might not be able to. It might go on <laughs> past our lives if what you're saying is true. Uh, yeah, that's cool though. I'm glad they their whole expanded lore world thing 
It's yeah. working. It's going. Uh, all right, cool. That was your number five? It sure was. My number five is going to be on both your lists. Okay. Spider-Man 2. Snap. Wow. No, Marvel Snap isn't on there. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Didn't come out. That's there. actually my number four. <clears throat> it's your number four? Yeah, that was my next one. Matt, is it your number one? It is not. Okay. All right. Shit. I don't know. Uh, anyways, Spider-Man 2 sick. So like good. I fucking Kelvin, the only games he really likes anymore are like Spider-Man and Splatoon. And he keeps saying, like, I'm gonna get Spider-Man 2. I know I'm gonna like it. And then he like for some reason won't just go buy it and is like haggling with people on Facebook marketplace <laughs> to buy a used copy of Spider-Man 2. And last night I was like, You gotta play it. It's so good. And he was like, yeah, I know. I love it. But I don't know. It's like, just find this goddamn game because you will like it. And it is just oh, one of the few times this year where like the game started and I just felt my body tense up and go like, fuck, yes, Spider-Man. Like when they both jump off the building to go to Sandman in the beginning of that game, I was like, this is it. I live for this shit. Because it just, it feels so good. It looks so good. It is the culmination of the two characters that they developed over the course of years. And it just, it works. And I know this is not the last Spider-Man game. Mainly because of the leaks. But also there was going to be a third one regardless. But Uh, it's very obvious there's going to be a third one if you played the game. (laughs) Yeah, but even if this was the last one, I would accept it. I would let it rock. Because I think this is this is excellent. They do justice for Peter. They do justice for Miles. Uh, uh, the internet would say different based on his. All final right, listen. Costume. I do also hate that costume, but I we know that's fine. The character arc. The, listen, the Adidas collab costume could have been better. I am with yeah. you on that. Uh, God, do you guys remember the game spot? review where they said he had the exaggerated swagger of a black teen yes that's God. Really, yes never never yes. never forget that's crazy that was in the the, the miles morales game that yeah. was one of the ways they described someone was allowed game. to say that and okay. that's crazy Jesus. but i still i think about that line a lot because what the fuck are we talking about um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This game is good. It does. It has a bunch of different villains in it. It makes it work. Venom is there. Craven is there. You deal with Mysterio. You meet the whole cast of characters, and it actually works in a way that doesn't feel super overwhelming. And that was the problem of the film Spider-Man 3, was maybe you got too many supervillains cooking in the kitchen at the same time. Also, we could have cast Topher Grace, maybe not as Venom. But that's beside the point. Like, this does what that movie wanted to do, like, way more successfully. And it, like, also with some of the side quests sets up greater Spider-Verse stuff that they could use if they wanted to, but also didn't make it so overt that it's like this has to connect with the greater other Spider-Man universes if they don't want it to. Uh, It's cool. I Let Insomniac make whatever the fuck they want. That's my take. Absolutely. I mean, this game is just incredible. I, it is my number three. It, so, uh, but no, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, the combat, like, they're just continuing to, to refine things and just kind of make things just a little bit better. Uh, 
yeah, Miles's last costume is terrible, but there are so <laughs> many costumes and so many variations. You can just just pick a different one, which is what I did. Uh, I didn't like the the black suit for Peter, but like for the story, I get it. So like during that part, I mean, like I didn't change that. I just kind of like accepted that. Like it just makes it wouldn't. The story wouldn't quite make sense if we weren't using that costume. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely true. Uh, so, so, so like I'm fine with that, but like I like the the miles. As soon as they showed that, I switched it to a different costume. I was like, I, I, I'm not doing this one now. Like I, it was, offen- it. it's offensively terrible. I kept it. <laughs> I did not until the end of the when I beat the game, I switched it. Mm. Uh, now when you finished the game, did you pretty much like after, like I only played as Miles unless I had to like clean stuff up as Peter, just cause like it just narratively doesn't even make sense to be playing as Peter at that point. Um, when I had Mm. beaten the game, I had like a side quest left, which was Peter. So, because you only unlock it after you beat the game, and it was for Peter. See, I was so invested in the story, I just, like, I hit a certain point where I was like, I just gotta see this through, and then I'll clean up the side stuff after, which is what I ended up doing. Which was okay, because then it was like, I have more, I can, I have a lot more Spider-Man to play. I had, like, ten more hours of Spider-Man to play, so. That was great. Yeah, I had already played But I ended up, so. Yeah. (laughs) No, Spider-Man 2, it was exactly what I wanted. Um... I, I I don't think it had the impact the first one did, like, at the end with uh, just Aunt May passing. Uh, but, like, that is one of, like, the most profound moments that I've had in, like, any video game. Like, that, that moment legitimately made me cry, so. Yeah. Uh, no, Spider-Man 2, absolute, absolutely excellent. Yeah, so. I, f- I feel like I feel like it had that moment, but then Miles... You know, did his Spider-Man magic and defibrillated uh, him <laughs> back to life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He uh, did do that. Huh? <laughs> defibrillated him. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. No, but I th- I think they did like amazing with like Harry. I like his story yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. I they somehow improved on traversing those web wings, like made it so much fun to just zip around New York. Still, yeah. I I will say like I don't know if it fully works uh, with uh, not Harry. What what's the father's name? Something Osborne. Norman. Harry. Norman, Norman Osborne. Norman. Like, yeah. like his like turn and like ah like it's so obvious like. I, it just doesn't fully work where he's like blaming Spider-Man. Well, yeah. Also, I don't yeah. understand how is he even allowed to do anything. He was, <laughs> he was the fucking. Why isn't he in prison? <laughs> the fucking whole reason ninety percent of the shit happened in the first game was because of him and his stupidity. Yeah. Go to prison. But yes, his turn to want to kill spider-man was like are you deranged i mean the answer is yes <laughs> yeah still like what is going on that doesn't even make sense i can't believe spider-man made my son a freak like that no. yeah you, it, you did was... that dog what yeah exactly but like it's a convenient like story plot to make it obvious where where the story's going from here so yeah uh so that was your number five manny that was my number five 
Uh, my number four is, was uh, Dave the Diver. Nice. Oh, nice. My number four was uh, Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, Manny, back to you at number four then. Uh, my number four is Alan Wake 2. <laughs> uh, this, I, I don't know. I feel like I can't talk about this game anymore or the cops are going to descend from the ceiling and tell me to stop talking about Alan Wake because I talk about it a lot. Um, but th- I, I, I don't fucking know, man. There is no world in which I thought I would like Alan Wake 2 as much as I liked Alan Wake 2. Uh, like playing through the first game this year, I was like, okay, this is like kind of cool. It's got like that remedy thing where it's like, this is okay, but maybe you're like punching a little bit above your weight for like what you're trying to do. Like either the tech isn't there or these ideas aren't fully baked. I don't know how exciting it is to blast zombies with a flashlight and then shoot them three times. Uh, but it was like, it was interesting. It wasn't scary. It was like run and gun. And then Alan Wake 2 comes out and people are like, yeah, you know, it's like going to have like detective elements and you're like putting together the murder and you switch between Alan and Saga, the new FBI agent lady. And I was like, this sounds really cool. I'm going to give it a shot. And I love this game, dude. I they will never be able to do anything like this ever again, probably because it did not sell very well at all. And the only reason they were able to develop this in the first place was because they got money from Epic, who is no longer giving out money for people to develop games. Uh, I think they technically have one more game that they signed a contract for, but it's supposed to be like a multiplayer game. So I will not care about that. Uh, But I don't know. It connects Alan Wake to the greater Remedy universe, even though Control kind of already did that with its Alan Wake DLC. But... It connects it to all things. Quantum Break, fucking Max Payne, you name it. Even though they don't own the rights to those two, they still manage to squeeze it in. And the thing that I still think is crazy is they had this entire game planned for a decade. If you go back, people have made videos about this. There is a whiteboard in Quantum Break that literally has the story of Alan Wake 2 on it. (laughs) Like, it has the names of the acts, like, what is in theory going to happen in broad strokes. It's crazy. Like, Remedy wanted to make this game forever, and when people were like, it'd be cool if you could make Alan Wake 2, when they said, like, yeah, we're just not ready yet, like, they meant that for real. Like, they wanted the tech to be there so that they could do Alan's weird reality shifting mechanic so that they could do his light shifting mechanic uh, so that they could fucking like put the FMV in the game and like blend it with all their other weird shit in the way they did. Like they, they really wanted to make this something special. And I think they were able to do that. In my opinion, I, this is, I feel like a lot of these games that I really like this year, like Sea of Stars, Alan Wake, and uh, Jedi Survivor, uh, people are so negative online, dude. I don't know. The internet sucks. It's a bad place. But people like weren't super into the combat of Alan Wake, which like I can get. It's more survival horror-y, but like, not the best survival horror, especially if you played the Resident Evil 4 remake this year. Uh, oh, fuck. I just figured out what Matt's best game is. Um, 
yeah, like I, I, I don't know. It's it's not the best survival horror combat ever, but I think it's like serviceable enough, and I care about the story enough that. Yeah, I don't know. It also it was never that frustrating to me, so I, I, I don't really know. It, it can get weird and like small corridors and stuff but yeah i dug it and it, it i hope that they put out a physical version someday because they made a good case as to why it was digital only cost them less uh it just made more sense that way but i would love a physical copy of this to have uh yeah man i don't know this game i i can't with it it's just i loved it so much i i, I haven't finished it yet uh so it's not on my list yeah I'm enjoying the story aspect, but what you've, you're kind of talking about with the gameplay, it's just when I when I think about like the other uh, survival horror games that came out this year, those games are more about the gameplay and the upgrading systems, where this is more about the story. Mm. And like I, that is one huge difference between like me and I would say like the two of you is like I'm more about like the gameplay and like upgrading the characters rather than like the story. The story is a nice little like side piece. But like, rarely is it the main drive for like, like, like. I would rather have a great game, like a game with great gameplay and a mediocre story, than like a great story and a mediocre gameplay. Where yeah. like, I, you're the opposite, man. Yeah. Also, Alan Wake Two is literally a story based game about making stories. So like, sure. <laughs> that's like the whole thing is a meta narrative about like writing and the way mm-hmm. the story can be told through different mediums and stuff. So, but yeah, I I, I do like. I'm not going to say like, this is the perfect video game. It has a lot of flaws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remedy games are usually held together by like a fucking rubber band and could fly apart at the seams at any moment. So I, I do get the complaints, but for me, like going in, not expecting to like this game very much, it, it really does it for me. And I, when people are like, well, it doesn't play as good as the Resident Evil four remake. Like, yeah, I, I can't make that argument. That's yes. I, that is correct. It's a I, true statement. <laughs> right. But I, I will say I I enjoyed playing it more than I enjoyed playing Control, because uh, I I found Control to be very frustrating at times. Where this isn't this hasn't like at least the gameplay hasn't frustrated me as much. Yeah. So no, uh, at Alan Wake two that is uh, what was that your number my four. four yeah okay so my number three is uh, Marvel Spider Man two. Uh, so, Nukio, what is your number three? My number three was Final Fantasy sixteen. Oh, okay. So, Manny, back to you God for uh, number three. I'm going to steal one of Nukio's now. <laughs> you sure are. Uh, my number three is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Where was it for you, Nukio? Uh, that is my number two. Okay. Uh, dude. Dude. Dude, <laughs> I this is another one where like I feel so bad because so many people when it first came out were like, yeah, I love it. and I'm doing all this stuff. And then they're like, I'm like 80 hours in and I don't know if I'm ever going to beat it, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It's the journey. Not true. The end of this <laughs> game is one of the sickest things I've yeah. ever seen. And I'm so glad that you, someone I know personally beat it also because like on the internet, like you, me and four other people beat this fucking game. And like, everyone is like, yeah, the building and stuff. And I just, I was going around the underworld and it's like, man, to fight with Ganondorf at the end of this game is one of the like 
one of my favorite like final boss to ending sequences of all time i think yeah like when ganondorf is like in his normal human body and he's like okay 1v1 me that fight is fucking sick and then he turns into a dragon (laughs) and you dragon fight him please come on that shit is so sick and like the spectacle is crazy outside of that like whatever anyone wants to say yes this is breath of the wild but if they added rom hacks basically like i don't that's the, like, the only way i can put it because it does take place in mostly the same world even though it is uh you know it is different in some meaningful ways and there are like different characters or like people have moved around um but then also there is the the depths the whole entire world is there again just underground um so like it basically takes that original game doubles its content but then more than doubles its content because everything is different and also then there are sky islands which don't necessarily they're not as big as they made them seem in the initial right you know trailers and stuff but like they're still there there's still a ton of puzzles you're fucking there's three layers to that world and that is insane uh, I am not someone who likes to build in games, but I still, right. you know, I wasn't like building the most elaborate fucking vehicles. I was just like taking a <laughs> rectangle and slapping wheels and a steering wheel to that bad boy most of the time or, you know, <laughs> wings or whatever. But, you know, you don't have to engage with that building system on like a super detailed level if you don't want to or you can like get the thing that will auto build stuff for you if you have those materials you can just auto build it i think it's cool that that stuff is in there and people can you know make all these wild crazy things but i just used it for basic traversal needs and that fit what i needed um i think that the way that they tried to combat the complaint about weapon durability worked but also didn't because then you you know you're just combining a bunch of weapons and shit together to get all kinds of wild stuff uh and some of those were very some of those were very cool so i don't know Uh, well for me like i it did fix a lot of that problem because it it made it so i was like oh i can just fuse like another great weapon yeah, yeah what ended up happening in the last one is this like i have this weapon it's cool but i don't want to use it because it'll break where like i had enough resources that i was like okay i can make a bunch of these types of like the exact type of weapon that i like so it, it just kind of allowed me to just kind of play the game that i i would have liked to, that i like to play and like i thought about putting this on my list but it would have been low on the list and i think you would have gotten angry man oh i i mean i that's, that's, 35 that's, hours that's, and i put it in fine. my night number nine so i was like I, I don't i know it's gonna be on your guys list so i'll just talk about it then like for for what i played of it i had a great time with it yeah. i just kind of like i don't need an 80 hour zelda experience like i the 35 hours of just running around that world engaging in the combat exploring <laughs> that was enough for me because i knew no matter where they went with the story i wasn't going to be interested anyway yeah but so you should be because it's sick <laughs> I, not sick enough that i would enjoy it for 80 hours that is definitely true for you so yeah so for me like more or less like this is more breath of the wild but i think they told the story so much better oh yeah and i I absolutely love the story and the emotional bits like near the end too oh my god when you're just diving down to like 
catch her because he missed her at the beginning of the game and that was so sad and like oh my god did i cry during this zelda game yes Yes. i sure fucking (laughs) did yes i sure fucking did because it's so good nukio because yes when he was diving after her in the beginning he misses but at the end you fucking get her and oh my god tears of the kingdom rules and there are so many people who will never know the joy of that moment or the fact that zelda sacrificed herself by turning herself into an eternal living dragon to remake the master sword so you can pull it out of her head it's so sad, but it's so sick. But then you see yeah. her anyways, because <laughs> everyone is stupid and oh, you figure it out. <laughs> well, you remember the fucking whatever the uh, the old King of Hyrule's like yeah, yeah. sister or whatever is like, you can't eat that. <laughs> no one's ever eaten it before. You'll surely die. Well, like, well, hey, why don't we try it? I don't necessarily want to be a dragon forever. You know what I'm saying? Uh Anyways, this game this game is very good, but yes, it, it like I get I get the complaints that it is like more Breath of the Wild or like it feels like Breath of the Wild but with ROM hacks, but like it is that also that's sick to me. Like I, I don't know, and it's I think a lot of people, especially the haters in the beginning, were like, well, it's like the same game but like with some different mechanics, and it's like that's not really true. That's super reductive. I mean, it has a lot of similar stuff in it, but the world is different enough. There is the the upper world and the lower world that are not the same because obviously they weren't there before. But what they do change, I think they change in meaningful ways that try to improve the gameplay experience. And also for everybody who's like, this is all they'll ever make again and we'll never get another Zelda game. You know what? Fuck you. Because Aonuma said they're not making another open one. So, yeah. so like they they tried this and it worked but they you know they want to try different stuff so maybe it'll still be kind of open but definitely probably not in the same way so i i don't understand that like oh it's just the same thing when you look at like all the other zeldas and you could probably make that dude i know i know (laughs) as 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 someone who played skyward sword and their main criticism was like yo dog this has to be the last one like this (laughs) Uh, i i know all too well but people Uh really like classic zelda and as someone who also really likes classic zelda i get it but i i also like this style i mean it was it was fresh and they made a second one and it sounds like they don't want to just do the same thing again. So good for them. I'm I'm glad I'm here for whatever. Anuma, I love you. Uh, yeah, so that was my number so, three, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, no, Manny, do you want to guess what my number two is? Uh, I just know it's not Resident Evil. Oh, fuck. Oh, no! <laughs> God, no, no! Is your number... Oh, no! Which one I think you figured out what my one and two is, but which no, like, one which is one it? is which? Which one is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I've been asking myself I will say, I will, oh, man. I'll say that your number two is Dead Space. Nope, it's Resident Evil. Oh, <laughs> damn it. It was a 50-50. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was literally yeah, and it's been flip flopping. I think if you ask me tomorrow, it'll be Resident Evil. It, it, like they're so they're both amazing games. Like I just oh thought maybe because you just... played Resident Evil four hundred times, that was why it was number one. But uh, but I also played Dead Space remake uh, three times in a okay, row. Two, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and I, and then I played Resident Evil four remake four times in a row. All right, so, like... well, ooh, one for each Resident Evil number. I get it. I see. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, oh my god this was like every time i played through this game i just like had such like like so many moments i told you like one of like that parry moment that i had on the last podcast that it was just like this is just like a fun like just like a fun gameplay moment um but like even just like some of the fights that i i went through and i, I can't think of his name right now but like your former commander oh, um krauser krauser thank you uh, the first time I fought him, like I used up pretty much all of my ammo. I used up all of my health, uh, like health, like items. I had like I could I could take maybe one more hit, and I would have been dead. But I was able to like overcome, and like I like that. Like th- like for me, I'm like that's part of the narrative of like it took everything Leon had to get through that fight, but he was able to overcome his, like his, like his like former mentor basically. And I was just like, I like that for like, kind of like the story aspect of this game in like, uh, where I would say final fantasy completely fails where like, if you just kind of go exploring the world, you're never going to find anything meaningful. This game is chock full of just like these meaningful items that like, it's constantly rewarding you for going off the beaten path and like, and finding things in in the world that are going to help you with the gameplay. So you can like either just sell it so you can upgrade the weapons. And that is the huge reason why I just kept replaying this game is like, I just become so obsessed with just like, I need to, I need to get my weapons better. I need to upgrade the weapons. So that's why like I played through it on medium and then I played through it on hard. And then I was like, you know what would be a lot of fun with my upgraded weapons? I'm going to play it on the easy difficulty for my third playthrough. So then I was just like one shotting everything. And then I was like, you know what? Now that I've played through it this many times, I'm going to play it on like the hardest difficulty. So or like, a, like a harder difficulty. So then I played it on a hard. So like, I don't know, like just being able to new game plus the game and just like carry my weapons over and just keep upgrading. And like, I still haven't maxed everything out. And so that means like, if I ever want to, I can go back to this game, play it again and just continue to upgrade these weapons. Like that's what I like about like uh, survival horror. And I think that's the big thing of why like Alan Wake isn't quite clicking with me yet is like, it does have that upgrade system, but it's not the same type of thing. Can I just say something about Alan Wake's upgrade system? Yes. It is the funniest thing I have ever experienced in a video game, maybe for an upgrade system. Like for Saga specifically, because she'll like Mm. find pages that Alan wrote about like the shotgun. And it'll just be like some fucking like two paragraph thing that's like Saga found herself shooting the shotgun. It should have been empty. But it wasn't. And like then you get an ammo <laughs> upgrade and that's awesome. It's so stupid. See, I haven't gotten to that part yet. Yeah, it's really so stupid. Okay. <laughs> so uh, like any no, anyone you upgrade 4... does that. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the Resident Evil 4 remake, like they they perfected the combat. Like it is so goddamn fun to play through this game. And it's so like in classic Resident Evil. 
it's it's a wacky story that you're just like this is stupid i don't care though i i'm loving every second of it and no uh resident evil 4 remake it's a excellent excellent game yeah so uh nukia what is your number two my number two is the legend of zelda tears of okay. the kingdom uh manny what is your number two my number two is baldur's gate three <laughs> okay uh because it is in reality probably the best game that came out this year uh in my opinion um i can see that it is i talked about this last time it's impo- it's an impossible video game it makes no sense it should not exist uh the amount of choices and the way they matter um it's but it's crazy and the different permutations that there are of each ending and all the ways you can go through that game are basically infinite um and the fact that that actually gets held together to some extent i mean it still has bugs and still breaks sometimes but for the most part like that it it holds together at least now that it's had nine thousand patches pretty well uh and i don't know i don't want to play dungeons and dragons that's my that's my hot take it's just not interesting to me but when you put dungeons and dragons into a video game form where i can play by myself yeah let me add that (laughs) uh and i mean that's literally what baldur's gate it has always been it takes place in faerun the world that dungeons and dragons takes place in there are places that are from the lore of D D. um yeah and it just every single companion character in this game i think is super well developed i guess i can't say that definitively because i never got minthara because i didn't play as an evil person so i don't know how minthara is but i think most people don't she's really easy to kill uh and you probably have to for one of the main story objectives but uh, yeah, I, I think they're all very good. Carlac uh, and Lazelle specifically, I was a big fan of. Don't like Asterian and Gale as much as everyone else, but I still used Asterian a lot because he was really broken as a rogue. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, even outside of that, like playing through it, you'd seeing the way all the systems interact is wild, and you can tell that they spent a lot of time and money on it. But like more importantly, they gave a shit in a way that I feel like a lot of developers of this kind of scale of game don't like just like little things, little interactions where you'd be like, Oh, they never would think of that. And like, they totally did in most, most scenarios. Uh, And on the other side of that, like we didn't play a lot of multiplayer, but like Nukio, Yumi and Justin played uh, multiplayer and that was fun to me in a different way. Right. Uh, because like I had already knew what most things were going on. So like I wanted to try to let you do more of the like decision making. And then I would like walk too far and a room would blow up for no reason. <laughs> and it's like, that's fun in a way that I wasn't prepared for. It's like a different kind of fun, but yeah, it, it's wacky. And I don't, anyone who was able to get through that game completely multiplayer in like an 80 hour campaign, God bless you. I don't know how you could consistently get people together that, you know frequently and get through that but see i would have loved to put baldur's gate on my list but like i yeah i just i didn't play enough of it yeah i I want to play more still yeah and i i I think it is like 
totally worth playing still and forever if right. anyone decides to do that. Uh, but yeah, I like the multiplayer aspect of it is one of those things where it's always like a huge commitment and why we never ended up finishing like Divinity Original Sin 2 is because yeah. it's hard to get together two to three people to go for like a hundred hour campaign. Yeah, uh, it just happens when people are adults and have to work and have responsibilities. You're never going to be able to get everybody together in most cases, but it, it definitely is fun. Um, and it's cool that you can like play it like D and D where like you can have certain characters, not allow them to hear the conversation you're having, or you can have them listen in if you want to, like there's all, all kinds of stuff that you can turn on and toggle to make it a fun, cool experience. Um, and yeah, I, I talked with my brother and Nigel about like how I would love to see DLC for this, but I don't know how there can be because me and Nigel had different characters alive at the end of this game <laughs> that like a DLC campaign. I would like to see the character just doesn't exist anymore in some people's campaigns or like they set up all this cool stuff that like most people might not even get to that state at the end of their game. So you can't really like, base a whole separate campaign off that i guess if they did do something it would be one where like it's taking place at a different time or a different part of the world or something uh but yeah i would love for them to make more of this game i thankfully beat it right after they had added the really neat epilogue where you meet everybody again after six months and check out what's been going on uh and that is a great ending. I would have been very butthurt if that was not in there when I beat the game because I think that was what really solidified it as a having a good ending for me. I know most people were super dissatisfied with the ending it originally had. So, um, Yeah, but they keep supporting it. And they said, like, hey, yeah, we're open to adding more races and more classes because it doesn't have every D&D class in there. And, like, that's crazy. How can you add more fucking permutations to this game that already seems to have infinite permutations? So. Yeah, that's my number two, Baldur's Gate 3. Okay, so my number one is the Dead Space Ring. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, what? just kidding. It's Resident Evil 4 again. <laughs> um, oh, man. Like, I What ended up solidifying this as my my favorite game this year is the more I thought about it, I was like, I would put Dead Space as top 10 game of all time for me. The original. yeah. And then I was like, the changes they made to this game, at worst, I wouldn't... I don't think they made anything worse about... The changes they made, they didn't make anything worse. At worst, they just kind of made a change. It's just different. And at best, they did make improvements. So I was like, they took what I consider an, an amazing game and just made it slightly better and i was like so so in those changes that so that's why i'm just like this has to be my, my number one this year i mean just like when i really think about like the first one it was very linear it was very chapter based you play through a chapter you'd go to the train you'd ride the train and at the end of the train ride the next chapter where this game it was just us just a story sequence and you just kind of play through it and they they made it so the ship it's it's no longer disjointed the ship is all interconnected so you can by the end of the game you can walk from one end of the ship to the other so it, it so you can kind of backtrack and um 
with the backtracking, they added like uh, side stories, which they didn't have that before. Uh, some of the the boss fights, they they took what were kind of frustrating boss fights and just kind of tweaked those and improved those. I, I just and then also just like the upgrade system, I, I think they took what was a frustrating upgrade system where you would find nodes in the world in the first one, and then you'd use those nodes to upgrade either the armor or your oxygen or one of the weapons. But sometimes you would have to just like waste a node on an empty slot that didn't upgrade anything, but you needed to get to that to then upgrade other parts of the tree. They completely got rid of that system and made it like a completely different system where you're not wasting any nodes. So, like, everything about the game was just, it, it was so well thought out, and just, it is, I don't know, they just took, as I keep saying, they took what was an amazing game and just made it slightly better, and it, it, it's so much fun to play, it's it's scary, it's 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 exactly what I'm looking for, and I would say in a video game, so... The Dead Space remake is just... I think Scott has said it's a... Per, like, the original Dead Space is a either a perfect video game or a near-perfect no, video game. It where it, I would say this remake is, like, it's near-perfect. At least a near-perfect survival horror game. And I, I'm really hoping they remake the second one. Yes. So... But if they don't, that's okay because I, I could just play the second one on Xbox or PlayStation and have a great time on it. So like, it doesn't matter. Like, Dead Space is the first two are amazing games. So, uh, I I I don't have a lot to say because like it's a remake, it, you know. But uh, as I keep saying, the the changes they made, the they just kind of made it uh, just it. They turned it into a ship, and in a lot of ways, it does kind of feel more like the the movie Alien. Um, so, uh, so that's that's uh, my number one game this year. I just uh, it's kind of sad. The more I think about it, that like <laughs> it's the game that I it was one of the first games I played this year, and like nothing could top it. But hey, that I mean that's going to happen sometimes. So, are there only so, two Dead Space games? No, there's a uh, third yeah. one that I don't oh, want to talk about. Oh. <laughs> well, it, and then there's like some weird spin-off ones. Like there's like uh, there's a one on the Wii that apparently that is, is actually like, like a... pretty good. the story at least. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's like a weird puzzle one that I, I haven't touched either. Uh, recently, uh, but, Scott like... sent me a book, a Dead Space book, uh, that is worth a hundred dollars now. So. If you want to borrow that, he might be able to hook you up. I think I'm okay. I don't know if I need that. I think I would enjoy a Resident Evil book more. Yikes. <laughs> so, alright. Uh, Nukio, what is your number one? Uh, my number one. So, Overwatch 2 came out on Steam this year, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh huh. Right. Yeah, no, you, you, yeah. It's definitely it's not just, that. Yeah, I know. It's Steve Stars. Manny, I love that game. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, dog. It's so good. Outside of Zelda, that is the only other game that made me cry this year. Holy shit. Yeah, I also cried during this game. Um, yeah, I like when I beat it, I. The preventing and I texted you. I was like, man, he better fucking play this. <laughs> I, 
there are some games where like you just know that someone will like them instant like right away and that was one where i knew you would really like it because we like some like, types of jrpgs i think but but like the thing is like i i played like maybe one hour of it yeah earlier this year when i had game pass yeah and i don't i don't remember why i didn't keep doing it i don't know a bunch of shit happened maybe other games came out and i just i just didn't play it when i had game pass mm-hmm and then I just so happened to be gifted it for Christmas from Gary. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, well, God of War, Valhalla, like, I, I'm not really, like, playing that as much. And mm-hmm. I finished, what was the other game I was just playing? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. But I didn't have any other game I was playing. So I'm like, yeah, I'll play Sea of Stars. Why not? I'm like, God damn. I should have played this game earlier this year, but I'm so glad I still beat it. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I think, especially for the first hour or two, uh, the two main characters aren't, like, the best developed, I feel like, especially, like, early on. Um, I definitely think that the world gets a lot interesting after those few opening hours, so maybe that's that's part of it, I don't know. I love the music. The combat was actually like really fun. I don't know what people are complaining. Yeah, about. I think that that's the the way the lock system works. I think actually like scales well with yeah the difficulty. So yeah, I don't know. People are stupid. <laughs> Characters were well developed, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I just I don't know. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things where it was like, wow, I really want to play The Messenger even more than I did before now, because like, I would love to see, like, you know, because that's, The Messenger is that world in the future, I hmm. I would love to see what that is like and how it ties back in, but then the, the DLC specifically is going to tie it even more to The Messenger, so... Oh, okay. Uh, because, I mean, that's like uh, Rashan and the, what the fuck is his name? The Fleshmancer. Oh, oh, Aferel? Yeah. But, like, the, the Fleshmancer is still the villain and the, the, the messenger. So, like, oh, okay. it, they will be able to more directly tie those two characters to uh, to their future selves. Um, yeah, it just, I, I, I think they did everything well and... Yeah, that game I think is so awesome. Um, yeah, I will gladly play more. Yeah, I've, I've, my only like two minor issues with it, I guess, are like yeah, like kind of backtracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I get kind of lost. Like I don't remember how to get to like this specific building or person, and that 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 got kind of annoying a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I, they kind of closed off the story for uh i got their names erlina and then the, the other dude but like, oh I, yeah i guess i wasn't really satisfied with uh, well you can play the messenger <laughs> okay so they are in the messenger uh the part. dude is at least i believe oh uh, okay because i i believe he turned him into one of the bosses of the messenger if i am not mistaken but oh, okay. or like th- th- you know the dragon like the big dragon that's like on the world map yeah Wentworth, Wentworth like he is <laughs> he is in the messenger like that's oh, where, okay. like that's where that came from so huh. uh yeah so like some of that stuff you might be a little bit better I-, I think the thing that really the main thing in the plot that rubbed me the wrong way is when Rashawn just like leaves 
oh yeah near the end and then you're just like you kind of get like you still have him in your party but it's just like a doll that part i i was not as big a fan of because i feel like that part doesn't really get closed off as well but i i assume that's what the dlc is going to do i would guess Mm. yeah i don't know um but yeah I'm, i'm right there with you for 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 the most part um yeah it was sweet I'm ready. Uh, Dead Studio, I'll play whatever they do going forward because <laughs> people seem to really like The Messenger, which is a Metroidvania, and people really like this in general as a turn-based RPG. So I think they can do do some cool stuff. So hopefully they continue to do that. Nice. Um, and then my game, everyone guessed it, Street Fighter Six. I thought it would be funny if I said One Piece Odyssey, but I had... <laughs> I couldn't even make the joke. Uh, it was an that was an okay turn based RPG. Yeah, I Street Fighter Six I think is not the best game that came out this year, but it is the game that I both enjoyed playing the most and watched the most. I have watched more Street Fighter Six okay. than I can possibly relate to you. Uh, hundreds of hours. I watched like most of the weekly tournaments. FAV Cup, Fob Cup was this weekend. That was pretty Damn. tight. Um, man, Angry Bird does look so angry. I don't like. He just like <laughs> always looks so fucking serious. Like in Street Fighter League, every week he looks like he's about to like punch the cameraman. I, I don't know, dude. He needs to calm down. But yeah, like I like seeing all the top players. I like seeing the way that they have developed, and I think that Capcom did the smart thing for balance, which is patching out things that are literally broken like literally bugs like Rashid's infinite uh but then like leaving the meta to settle um so that they can then probably after capcom cup make their first true balance patch because like if you went by what people were saying was super broken at the beginning of the game like that's different now people thought manan was like top tier she no longer is she's like pretty firmly mid-tier people thought rashid was not that good turns out everyone was fucking wrong because oil king and big bird are just absolutely disgusting big bird is disgusting with rashid it is it is crazy and people were like trying to say like i don't think he's gonna be that good he's one of the fucking best characters in the game do not let anyone <laughs> I, that always happens in fighting games like anytime no, it, a character is the, right? the best like the, the the ones that did stick though people were like jp seems stupid and trust me jp's fucking stupid uh <laughs> and so like i i don't necessarily hate him as much as most people do like uh, because i watch the game more than i play the game fighting him blows especially because i play as jamie who doesn't who can barely get around projectiles in most scenarios but like i think that's a cool new style to have in street fighter like he just is a mortal Kombat character that like somehow came into street fighter and so like i get why that's frustrating to people and like his projectile play but i think it's cool to have a character like that um and yeah, like people also thought Kimberly was super fucking broken in the beginning, and now she's not like thought of as very high tier. Chun Li, people are like, I don't think Chun's that good. Yeah, well, again, we're all wrong about that. Chun Li's fucking good. You just have to practice a lot in order for that to be the case. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And like, I people say it's easier 
which is true because I got to platinum in it and I don't feel like I'm that good of a player uh, to even get to platinum because I got to gold. It was my highest in um, Street Fighter V. But like, I don't know. I enjoy playing Jamie and I think he's a cool new character. I think almost all the new characters are really cool designs. I, I like them quite a bit. I think Kimberly's very good. Lily, I wish that she didn't suck, um, but she seems like one of the few characters who just like truly is not very good. Uh, even though there are still some people out there who are making her look good. So, same thing with Zangief. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited for that balance patch. I think that Rashid and Aki are both really cool characters. Um, I hope that Ed is really cool because I would love to play as Ed and actually enjoy it and not have his weird dumbass modern control scheme that he had in five. Um, sure. You can get into the weird stuff about like everybody ends up hating the game that they play professionally, like fucking everybody like it's so scrubby and drive rush and drive <laughs> impact and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, a, everybody gets to that point. I think with a game, like it's just like how everybody when street fighter five came out was like, this game fucking sucks. Street fighter four was way better. Now six comes out, man. Remember when five had like seven years worth of content and patches. Wow. It's so good compared to this game that just came out six months ago. Like it, it happens every time. And so like this game will get balance updates, whether or not that makes it better or worse to play or watch. Like that's fine. I, I think it's cool to be able to see the game evolve. I think that they have done a better job launching this game than the shit show that five was where like you couldn't have lobbies. You couldn't fucking play against CPUs. In a lot of games. Like, God, five was so whack in the beginning for, <laughs> in terms of content. Um, but yeah, it had a story mode, whether or not that's why you're there. Like they tried a thing and it was an interesting thing to try. Um, yeah, it's cool. Do I think it can get better? Absolutely. And can they do better with monetization? One million percent. Because <laughs> fucking buying more currency, like... Uh, it's the same thing Fortnite does where it's like, this thing's 200 V bucks, but you can only buy 400 V bucks. It's like, man, that's such a scummy practice. And so like they, they're doing that with the fight coins for the costumes. Um, and then like the Ninja Turtles collab was like $15 per turtle costume. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. $15 to dress my avatar like Leonardo. No, thank you. Um, and they have said that they're going to have more, way more collabs this year. So look forward to that I that guess. spy family one i'm looking forward to that yeah the spy family one's probably gonna be pretty neat um yeah. so there even though it better not just be a freaking skin for your avatar i i hope that it's more like some of the other ones where it's like the profile backgrounds and emotes and stuff too like yeah. because they've had some like baki is the current one the boxing manga yeah uh, that is the current one and there was another one with like astro boy and stuff so i i hope they do more stuff like that um but yeah it's cool like they have set up a very cool base game and like i think it is the best base street fighter has been in ever possibly um and like despite the fact that people want to like say oh this character is overpowered or whatever when you have seven characters in your weird ranking saying that they're broken 
it's a pretty good amount of the characters. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't fucking know when you're like, I don't know. Luke's the best. No, Ken's the best. No, JP. Like, okay, well, at least it's not two characters or one character. <laughs> like there are a bunch of characters that people think are like fucking dumb and bullshit. So I, I think it's so here's what, yeah, here's what you do to make it better. Mm-hmm. You just make it so all the other characters are broken. I know. That's my dream. <laughs> that is like literally my fighting game dream is like, I just, why not just buff the shit out of the characters who people think aren't as good? Yeah, exactly. That's so tight. That'd be so tight. What if Lily was just the best character in the game now? Cause you buffed her. Ugh. Would you play as her? No. <laughs> I just, I just, I just think, Jamie... I just think it's sad that she's not that good. What if they made Jamie not suck? I don't think Jamie sucks. I think that, well, I suck. That that's for sure. But um, <laughs> I, I think that he just like when he has no drinks, he's like really hard to do a lot with in most scenarios. But like then when he has full drinks, like my dude is cracked. So I don't know. There's got to be some ways like changing the way some of his moves work or changing around some of the drink stuff, but. I, I think for the most part he is fine. I think people are just really more upset that you have to work so hard for him to like be really good. Which I don't know. Sometimes that's fine, you know. I don't know. Not every character needs to be like ridiculous. Not every character needs Luke's crouching medium punch, you know. Although that would be tight because <laughs> it's fucking really broken. Um, yeah, or like Ken, you know. Ken is very good. Ken is always good. It seems like. Mm, yes he seems extra very good in this yeah when i was looking at the tier list he's rated number one yeah ken and on the event hubs ken and luke generally i would say probably go back and forth despite the fact that every single person you talk to would have you believe it's jp um (laughs) yeah i i don't know like something about this game just grabbed me and i think part of it is that like capcom knows how to fucking make games and like they mm-hmm. made the Resident Evil 4 remake, which is another fucking yep. banger. And like they have done really well with Monster Hunter. Like this is what I wanted was like when they read when they brought Devil May Cry back, when they brought Resident Evil back, I was like, it's Street Fighter's time, baby. And they did that. And then you know what? They brought Street Fighter back. They said, I guess we'll bring back Dragon's Dogma. And like yes. fucking let's go Capcom. <laughs> I didn't play Dragon's Dogma one. I'll give I'll give Dragon's Dogma two a shot. I bet I'll love that game. And like they're working on Monster Hunter Wilds, a sequel to Monster Hunter World. Like Capcom is doing no. Capcom's doing it. Was Exo Primal that good? I don't know. I didn't play it, but most people <laughs> seem to say no. <laughs> so, but I th- I think for the most part, with their like major franchises, I think Capcom is really like sh- showing that they give a shit in a way that is very cool because you can tell street fighter six has a lot of love in it. And I, I hope that they continue to treat it that way. So street fighter yeah, six at some point I got to I got to check out the resident evil DLC that they dropped in October. I believe. Yeah. 10 bucks. Yeah. Separate way is Ada Wong. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's not very long, but it separate ways wasn't very long and to be in with. So, I don't know if I need a very long experience. I, I got a lot of no, hours. I think it's like I think it's like Resident an hour Evil. and a half, two hours. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, that was in the every Resident Evil game after the original GameCube release. So right. it's one of those things uh, where it's like, you know, 
people should have expectations already because it exists. <laughs> it existed already. So when people were like, I can't believe it's this short. It was like, it was always that short, man. People who play video games are bad sometimes. That's mine. <laughs> it's just the internet. Just avoid. No, I know. But like so sometimes people games. just complain about the wildest shit. And you're like, really? I, this I DLC costs 10 bucks. And like, yeah. also, it already existed in a different form. It's not like this is brand new content that they're like trying to scam you on. Like it's just also you don't have to buy it exactly, yeah. You don't you don't have to buy it if you don't if you don't want to pay ten dollars for the two hour experience, then don't. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Would you like to spend more time in the Resident Evil Four world, Matthew? Because I have a I, PSVR I, too. <laughs> you can play I, it in VR. <laughs> that I can't like VR gives me motion sickness, <laughs> Damn. so I I can't do that but no i i i, I told you i i could see myself playing through resident evil 4 and i gotta play through dead space remake again because i gotta play through like uh just using i can't think of the name right now but just like the main pistol the i gotta like, do a main pistol run and get that trophy so uh yeah i 2024 is gonna be a fun year yeah so i that's our that's our our lists here uh mm-hmm. but i i had a question for you guys um okay what are you are you looking to play uh, anything like different kinds of games or like more games or like, what are you, do you have any like 2024 goals for your, your gaming experiences? Um, I've been, I, this last, like I would say last few months, just with everything kind of going on in my life, I haven't played a lot. So I definitely want to get back to playing a lot more games. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely excited about the new Prince of Persia that's coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, a, now? Can I turn a question around on you? Sure. Like, what would you say is like your most excited game for for 2024? Uh, Yakuza uh, Infinite Wealth, mm. uh, because it's going to take me the whole year to play. I'm excited about Skull and Bones because then we'll never have to hear about it again. <laughs> I think Final Fantasy for me. I think that or Persona Three. Honestly. Yeah, well, I, like all three of those are equal for me. I think that I will end up enjoying Yakuza Infinite Wealth the most, especially if they actually kill off Kiryu's character by him having cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like I'm excited for him to die. I'm not. I just think like <laughs> they, it would actually be good if they let that character rest uh, and didn't just have him <laughs> keep coming back in every successive sequel. Uh, yeah, but like everything they keep announcing, like they announced the fucking weird Animal Crossing Island side mode, and then they're like, but now also there's Pokemon. And you're like, what the fuck? What is, how much content can this game possibly have in it? Uh, but also, I just like Yakuza. But yeah, then Persona. Um, Star I, Wars Outlaws, I think. that I'm yeah. very curious about that. Oh, yeah. God, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I like... I try not to th- I try not to think about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth too much because I just I might get too hyped. It like <laughs> I fucking I want to play that game so bad. I gotta know. I feel like I yeah. just have to like turn off the internet until I know if Aerith dies or not. Oh boy. I gotta know, dude. Can I still go on the secret Barrett date at the Gold Saucer? <laughs> I gotta know. <laughs> I can't have anyone spoiling this shit for me. Um, yeah, so my thing is, I think I'm going to have to play games differently this coming year because I bought a house, so I have no money at all. Uh, mm. So I have, like, 
cash set aside that I had had set aside to buy like a set few games for sure. Um, so I think I'm going to do this thing that I had seen on Resetera where it was every time you buy a game, you lose a point, And every time you beat a game, you gain a point and tried mm. to end the year with a positive average. So I think I'm going to, okay. I think I'm going to try to do that. And also just in general, try to buy games that I am more like interested in seeing what they are about or like knowing 100% that I'm like fucking ecstatic to play uh just because i bought a lot of games this year and i did my previous sure. goal of trying to beat more of the games i bought i did that like almost 100 percent this year actually um so i i, oh, well, I stuck great. to that pretty nice. closely there were only a couple like um yakuza ishin i didn't end up playing the like feudal age yakuza game and a couple games that i bought during the steam winter sale that i should not have bought but i'm weak and they were cheap uh so yeah i end like replay i this year i definitely like last year i said i wanted to play more old games also and i did end up doing right. that because i played more than zero old games basically uh i there are certain games that i've always wanted to play that i would really like to try to play this year like i i want to play dishonored so bad i want to play dishonored and I should play this. Well, then you have one and two to play through. I know. And I would, I trust me, people tell me that two is just some of the best level design ever to exist. And I would love to, I would love to see it. I, I have a list of a bunch of games like that, that I would like to just make sure I beat, but not necessarily all this year, just someday. So I want to try to get more of that I, in. I don't know. Uh, there is one other goal, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I've been keeping track of pretty much every single game I've played since 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I usually give a score. I have 98 games that I give a, like a 5 out of 5 to. So I'm so close to getting to 100. So like that's one of my goals as well. It's just like I want to have like a hun- at least 100 games that I can say like I absolutely loved. So, nice. And I'm, I'm so close to hitting that goal as well. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I man, the first two months are stacked. Persona Three yeah. Reload, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, Tekken Eight. Manny, what you can do is you can just kind of wait. Those a lot of those games end up going on sale in a few months after the fact, and they're usually better because they're patched. Those ones I can't wait for. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. I will wait for <laughs> other games. I will not wait for Yakuza or Persona or Final Fantasy. I- See, like, because, like, you bought a house, but I'm in a similar position where I bought a convertible. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have, uh, I'm going to have less money now. Yeah. So. Uh, the only other game that I know that I really want to get is the new Vanillaware game, Unicorn Overload. So, it's Fire Emblem, but with social elements and other strategy <laughs> things. Like, shut the fuck up, Vanillaware. Give me that. They make such weird games also, and they never sell well. I have to support my boys. I'm also excited because there's something like just when we hit the new year, something changes in my mind where I don't feel this pressure that I have to play new games and I can just play whatever I want. So like I I like you, I have a ton of like older games that I've just been sitting on, like thinking like I got to check this out. I want to check this out. So like I, I definitely have a lot of games that I'm just looking forward to, like just check, checking off my backlog and hoping I just find some new games that I absolutely love. This is the first time I feel like the opposite because I did not 
play Yakuza Gaiden, the man who erased his name, and I feel like if I don't beat it before Yakuza 8, they'll put me in Yakuza jail. So, <laughs> uh, The last one I finished was 6. Yeah, so. I will probably finish. I will probably start playing Gaiden after this year podcast. But, um, I Well, sorry, I watched the intro cinematic and then had to pause and go do something else several weeks ago, but... If I were to play one, I think the one where the, he goes back in time has the most interest to me. Well, well, it's not really going back in time. It's just like those characters yes. in a different time era. Or... If you want to borrow it, you can borrow it. Because I didn't play uh, it. I think it's on Game Pass. <laughs> it is on Game Pass also, yeah. So like, it, like driving up to your place, borrowing it, and then driving home, or just like downloading it on Game Pass. I'll just probably download it on Game hey, Pass. Hey man, you pick your poison, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, and also, I say this every year, but this time, really, a bunch of games I kickstarted will come out this year. Mm. I mean, Sea of Stars did, and it made my top oh, yeah. 10. So like, I used in Chronicles. I heard about that. Too. Yeah, right? And yeah. like, that's another one where it's like, I already paid for that. Let's go. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. And see, so, okay, so I can ask you guys: Does that count? If I already paid for the game, do I have to give myself a minus one on that? I paid. Uh, I paid years ago. No, nah, I don't think so. Okay, good. I would uh, say it's whatever you pay, like because you're you're looking at it like financially from this year forward. So yeah. like whatever you spend your money on now, I guess. So in that case, but I also don't I think you should give yourself a plus should one. Should I? That's true. Well, I should, I should, when I beat it, I should. I don't think you should because, like, you didn't pay like pay for it this year either. I think you should just kind of like that shouldn't count in the plus or minus. I don't know about that. I like having the more. Fun. Well, you're just trying to give yourself an excuse to buy another game. I know that's true. No, but that, so, so my thing is because I pay for Game Pass, should I subtract one or two points per month for that? Oh uh, yeah. I I mean, it's what seventeen dollars a month. I would say just just one. one? All right. But if you beat, if you make yourself a goal of saying like, I want to beat one game pass every month, then like that pays for itself. That's true. Or at least play one. Yeah, that, that's so. true. But yeah, I like. I feel like me beating forty two games this year, despite the fact that I've had less free time than ever, is a wild anomaly. And I don't think I will reach that many games again this year. But I also played a lot of shorter stuff too. So if I like go ham on Game Pass, maybe I can beat that record. But I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steam World. Builds. I mean, I say I probably won't because, again, Yakuza is going to be the longest game ever created by humans. So we'll see, though. Nukio, got any plans gaming? Uh, yeah, like there are games that like I want to play Star Wars and I have yet to buy it. But once I like, yeah, oh, I'm going to have a backlog. We are. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. And then. In terms of, like not really new experiences obviously final fantasy persona dragon's dogma ayudin chronicles i think i i need to cut back on the apex and overwatch next whoa, year whoa, 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 whoa. i don't know <laughs> well depend how much how many days of the week do you play apex i don't actually not too often oh well that's fine then i don't know it's not that many hours if it's like just at at, just at night usually yeah whenever whoever gets on whatever i don't know i mean if you like playing it and you like to playing with the people you're playing with i don't see why you need to true cut it 
But I mean, that's yeah. if you feel like you're playing too much. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's what I got. I I'm very excited. Same. Also, Nukio, you should play yeah. Gravity Circuit. Oh my god. Okay. It's not not in the same way you should play Sea of Stars. It like took me five hours yeah. and is a Mega Man game, but it was cool. You punch instead okay. of shoot. I don't know. I liked it. Let's check it out for sure. Yeah. I don't know if there's a demo, but it's definitely on sale in the winter sale on Steam. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's what I got for this year. Crazy. I don't know. Yes. A yeah. lot of, lot of stuff going on. A lot of... God, I can't wait. Why does it come out the 26th? It couldn't come out in earlier January. What's coming out the 26th? Yakuza. Oh, yeah. Also Tekken 8 comes out that day also. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to get Tekken 8, and then it, I saw their really stupid arcade mode story, and I was like, I got to know what this is about. I got to know. Are you going to get a two map? Uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm feeling burnout on Yakuza. No, he meant Tekken, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tekken? <laughs> uh, I, oh, sorry. Uh, no, probably not as well. Like, <laughs> I, I played Street Fighter Six. I enjoyed it, but like, as I said, like, I just don't... Yeah, yeah. I don't have a burning passion to play like fighting games and just multiplayer games in general. Yeah. Gotcha. I just gotta know what that second story mode is about. They seem like they're putting about a, a, a similar like love effort into Tekken 8 as the Capcom did to Street Fighter 6. So like I'm I'm curious. Plus Steve is in it. So, you know, my boy. Oh, crap. That other the French guy. Grand Blue game is coming out too. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, See that one? I don't. Fun. That one I don't have to buy. I can live through you. <laughs> you let me know how that one is. Uh, that, <laughs> that game seems too good to be real. That's my yeah. take on it. But. Anyways, I could sit here and talk about video games all day, but I shouldn't because it's eight thirty, and Matt probably has to go to bed. Matt's <laughs> I took a nap before the podcast. Oh, shit. So I'm actually I thought, pretty good. I thought that's why you yelled, is because you were like, I have to go to bed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, we will be back with in the new year with the podcast. Yeah. And we probably won't have any news, but I'll have played a video game or two. So we can. I, the new, I, I'm telling you, there will be a couple delays. There oh, will be yeah. announcements of hey, this game's getting delayed. Uh, so that's what we'll talk about. It better not be Final in, Fantasy. In two weeks. <laughs> it's it's gonna be like a dragon, and you're just they can't do that. They've shit. had too many interviews. It's coming out for sure. Nah, that team doesn't miss. They don't lie. No, nah, they uh, also get. I've never thought I'd say this about a game developer. Give them less time to develop the next one. They keep, you've added too many weird mini side things that are no longer mini. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so with that, that is our Game of the Year podcast. Thank you guys for for coming. Hopefully, we see each other again next year for another hot top 10. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Peace. Keep this going. Out.